0: Have you ever wanted to throw a house party just like an American Pie, but your parents wouldn't let you? Mine don't let me do anything. Stay at home, don't go there, but I really wanted to. Hey everybody, my name's Casey, by the way, and I'm 17 years old. So this one time, I met an older guy. He was 22, rode a motorcycle, played guitar, wore a tattered leather jacket, almost like a bum, except normal. I knew that he didn't take me seriously, but I tried to hint at him that I wanted more. I mentioned that my parents were going to be out of town for a few days on vacation. From Friday to Monday, they would be far away at the Mills Falls at the Lake Hotel. I told him, we can be alone at my place while my parents are gone. We'd have three whole days together and you can stay overnight with me. He replied, yeah, babe, but I have a better idea. Let's have a party. Wait, what? I'm dropping hints for him to spend time with me and spend the night, and he wants other people around. (laughs) It seems like he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. But I thought to myself, fine, and replied, yeah, let's do it. He said, okay, see you Friday, baby. I was very nervous, cause this was gonna be my first time at a party, and in my own house no less. I saw my parents off with a smile and promised them that everything would be just fine. I called Derek, that was his name, immediately afterwards and told him that my parents had left and that he could drive on over. By the way, Derek, if you're seeing this, you are a shithead! I put on the shortest red dress I could find, doused myself in perfume, and was ready to start receiving guests. I heard the sound of bikes and four cars drive up to my house. There were some really strange homeless-looking dudes, and they were all walking towards my house. My mouth hung open as I watched them bring ten packs of beer and even more bottles of whiskey into my house. There were guys and girls of different ages. Some were twenty, some were thirty, and even older. All of them were dressed in weird, torn-up clothes. But that was just the beginning. I didn't get a chance to express to Derek how pissed I was before they had already offered me a drink and a snack. Derek joined in, so I went upstairs and locked myself in my room. Then I heard the sounds of hard rock coming from downstairs. It was shaking the entire house. I didn't have time to panic when some guys with an empty whiskey bottle burst into my room and invited me to play spin the bottle with them. I was scared and I agreed, so we were playing and doing the stupidest dares. I was even able to relax, but then I got dared to kiss Derek. Everyone started clapping, giggling, and joking. He hung over me and said, Come on, babe, do it. I didn't know how to do it well and was really shy in front of everyone, but then I just went for it. It was awesome. Our first kiss had an audience. I relaxed a bit and felt comfortable. A few hours later, the house was filled with empty beer cans and there was a line for the bathroom like it was a McDonald's. I was ready to wrap it up and called Derek upstairs. I took him by the hand and we went up to my bedroom. There we kissed again. He could hardly stand up. At that moment, I heard a loud commotion downstairs, and the music turned on again. I wanted to run out and see what was going on, but he stopped me at the door. He said drunkenly, So, let's keep going? I didn't know what to do. He reached to pull me in for a kiss. I stepped back and he fell to his knees. He started laughing. I was so scared. I helped him up, although I really shouldn't have. He couldn't see anything, his eyes were darting in all directions. Once again he rushed at me for a kiss, and then it happened. He vomited right on my dress and on my hands. I pushed him off and immediately ran down to the bathroom. I couldn't cover my nose because my hands were nasty. I wiped them quickly on the dress and ran downstairs. What I saw shocked me. Everyone was puking all over the floor, like on Family Guy. They started vomiting everywhere. There was nothing but smelly puddles all over the place. I vomited myself and ran to the bathroom. But I was even more shocked there. There was a man with a beard in the bathtub, with an inflatable ring around his waist. The tub was filled with water mixed with vomit. He was laid back like he was at the most luxurious resort and was drinking whiskey through a straw. He said in a very low, drunken voice, Baby, take off your clothes and jump into my pool of love. We'll forget all of our worries tonight. What? Is this a dream? What the hell was the pool of love? It was both funny and scary, and I wanted to cry. I didn't know what was happening. I got it together and told myself convincingly, Casey, you are strong. You will clean it all up before your parents get back. Everything will be fine. I started picking up bottles all over the house. All of the sick people were lying around, you know, like dogs. I threw up again and gave up. I went down to the basement and started crying. Fortunately, after about an hour, it was all over. The neighbors had called the police. That's when I knew I was screwed. This was the end for me. My parents would find out. Everyone in the house was taken to the police station. My parents were rushing home and my phone was blowing up. Policemen were walking around the house in protective masks. It was terrible. I had to tell my parents everything and they understood. They knew it was because they had been so strict with me. After this incident, I started feeling a little more free. As for Derek, we never saw each other again. He called me and texted me asking for forgiveness. I don't want to see him again. My family was reasonable and didn't sue. Those guys got off with only a small fine and they agreed to pay for the whole mess in the house. Everything that they broke cost them about $7,000. A small amount when split between 20 to 25 people. I don't even remember how many people there were. I thought it was fair. And that's it. No more parties. I dashed along the hallway, then
2: skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, I was late again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit my shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and that's enough. Good god. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide, but she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? <laughs> Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father's a vet with a medal of valor. They even had dinner with the president at the White House. For her sweet 16, she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend. And David Guetta DJed. Ashley dated two college boys at the same time, and when they found out, things got physical. Okay, okay, maybe not all of that was true, but who cares? Look, the main character here is me. Hi, my name's Ashley Mae Anderson. I know, what a freaky coincidence, right? But that's the only thing we had in common. Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business but then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. Ha, <laughs> how snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. All right, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people because the super attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused, but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on our front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy. Katie, too dramatic. Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What, need a hand to make up with cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out, her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. (laughs) Right, hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then. Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids, this place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd. He's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What, what did, did you say? say? Oh, don't worry, you can still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than that stuffy elitist hellhole. But it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day. But not anymore. Gus has been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. (sighs) I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley?" The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name, but I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof. Harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley, and thought my life would be light and breezy but nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep, but the real kicker was they were all addressed specifically to me, and there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them, I had to beg billy to lend me some of his that day i went to school in an old jersey looking like a midget then this monday i became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids well that's because i woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches this resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight But the final straw was, my car having two flat tires. The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Jane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me. So I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did. Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. (laughs) You got it coming big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today, from Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! It had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but- Jesus Christ, Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, when I saw Jane gawping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck. It had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it, I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad that checked all the boxes already. Hold up, there's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY, am Ashley, E-I-G-H. Her dad is a war veteran, my father is a veterinarian. Oh snap, good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier than thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance, but before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started sobbing. I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her, so I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen Act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just the name and it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled-up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another, so I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him but Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, cause there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley, and you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot, sister? (laughs) Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary, Jesus, and holy spirits. Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently she still hasn't opened it. Wait. What? And you're right. I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you but hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Um, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me.
3: <laughs> Hi, my name is Kira, and recently, memory lapses almost ruined my life. Now I'm back to normal and remember almost everything with ease. Well, my memory problems didn't start at birth. All junior high and first years of high school, I remembered absolutely everything. I was a great student, memorized stuff easily, and even helped my friends with their lessons. Kira has a phenomenal memory, the teacher said. She can memorize long poems, formulas, and dates very quickly. You have to use that ability. My parents were thrilled. They complimented me all the time and said that they had high hopes for my amazing memory. I won school competitions. I was the best in my class and even in the whole school. However, my triumph didn't last long. If in junior high school, they still wanted to be friends with me because I was the smartest. Then in high school, of course, I had my detractors. Those of you who are at least once the best at something know how it is. One day you get a round of applause and the next day they're calling you names behind your back. That's exactly what happened to me. My first enemy was Olivia. We went to different schools in junior high and she was the best at hers. Now she had a rival in my person. At first, Olivia took my progress as a challenge. Kira, congratulations, you did the best on the test. My teacher complimented me one day. Olivia snorted loudly and hissed, leaning toward her friend. Big deal, one time. Let's see who's the best next week. But next week too, my test was judged the best. And next week, and the next week. That's how Olivia knew I wasn't just a misunderstanding, but a real competitor and an enemy. One day, a classmate caught me in the school hallway, pinned me against the wall and blurted it out. Listen you, if you think you're the smartest, I hasten to disappoint you. I've collected every award in my school and I'm going to do it again, but what can I do if I have a perfect memory? I shrugged my shoulders. Just admit it that you're number two now, that's all. Olivia recoiled from me and stared wide-eyed. She looked like I'd punched her in the face. Number two? We'll see about that. I would do anything to make my parents proud. And the classmate wasn't lying. I wasn't too worried at the time. What's she gonna do? Kill me? That's ridiculous. I didn't even tell my parents about the story. But Olivia was determined. She and her friends were going to teach me a lesson. The girls broke into my locker, stuffed it full of books, and broke the lock. When I tried to open the locker door to put my things, it didn't open right away. I pulled the door as hard as I could. It flew open, and a ton of heavy books and textbooks fell on my head. In fact, that was the beginning of the worst chapter of my life. After the blows on my head, I lost consciousness. I didn't know what kind of books those bitches had put in there. Probably all the volumes of a medical encyclopedia. I woke up already in the hospital. The first thing I saw were my parents' upset faces. Kira, my mother exclaimed. How are you feeling, honey? What happened? I couldn't remember anything at all. My parents told me about the locker in the books. The doctors reassured my parents. They said it was just a minor bruise and that it wouldn't affect my life in any way. For about an hour, my mom and dad calmed me down and promised me I'd be home in a couple of days. You need more sleep now, he said. Dad stroked my head. We'll definitely visit you tomorrow. But at that moment, I suddenly looked at my parents fearfully and asked, Where am I? What happened? And that's when mom and dad realized that the bruise wasn't so minor. Yes, I had blackouts. And they reoccurred so often that every hour, my parents had to, from the beginning, to tell me where I was and what had happened. The doctors were just throwing up their hands. They took all the necessary x-rays and found nothing wrong. From that moment on, however, my life changed completely. At first, my parents still hoped that returning to my familiar surroundings would help me with my memory lapses. However, on the first day I had a real tantrum, when I suddenly found myself in the middle of the school hallway. I had completely forgotten how I woke up this morning, how I was going to school, and I didn't remember the way to school either. No, schooling is out of the question, said a worried dad only distance learning. But distance learning wasn't going to do any good either. Once I had learned something, within an hour, I couldn't remember anything I'd learned. That's how my successes ended. And most importantly, I didn't know who had set up the textbook incident. I vaguely remember disturbing Olivia's life, but I couldn't remember our last conversation, or anything that might have pointed to a classmate. But I was sure that one day I would remember everything and find the culprit that was phenomenal. My memory would now be considered by the dory fish. About a week after I switched. After I switched to homeschooling, someone rang our doorbell. I went downstairs and froze. Standing on the doorstep was Olivia and her friends. My mom, who had opened the door for guests. I think she was confused too. I'd been sick the whole time. None of my classmates or school friends had ever come to see me. Oh, that's right. I don't have any friends. Kira, how are you feeling? We came to check on you." Olivia seemed very sincere, and so did the girls who decided to keep her company. Seemed pretty friendly. I sensed some kind of unease, but I couldn't figure out what I didn't like. My mother invited my classmates into the house. She set the table, and we all sat down for tea. "'You really don't remember anything at all?' Olivia asked me thoughtfully. "'I remember things until I black out. I don't remember much since then, since I came to my senses,' I explained. What do the doctors say? Will your memory come back? My mom explained to the girls that the doctors are trying to help me. But so far, the therapy is having very little effect. The girls were relieved and looked at each other. I was very pleased that they cared about me. However, by the end of the tea party, I had lost some of my memory again. Olivia? Girls? What are you doing here? I stared at the guests in surprise, and they stared at me. Your friends are here to see you, said my mother patiently friends? I don't remember having any friends at all. Olivia suddenly jumped to me and took my hand. Of course we're friends, Kira. You're so good, and you're about to be the best in school again. The girl almost cried, and I smiled back at her. Weird. My scrappy memories were telling me that she and I were major enemies. But how could an enemy care so much? I must have got it all wrong. One morning, my mother left me home alone. She needed to get to the office right away. I'll sign the papers and be right back, honey. Don't worry, I smiled. I'll just lie down and watch the show. Nothing will happen. But about 15 minutes after mom left, the doorbell rang. I had to go downstairs and open it. There was Olivia on the doorstep. Hi, Kira. I took the afternoon off from class and I thought, why don't we go for a walk together? You probably don't get out of the house at all. Yeah, I rarely went out and I only went out with my parents. We were always in a hurry to get back before I'd forgotten everything again. I don't even know. It was scary to leave home without my mom and dad, but Olivia was my friend. We'll just go for a ride in the park and come back. I got changed, got on my friend's bike, and we rode. We rode quite a long time. I was beginning to get worried. In general, I remembered my neighborhood, but at some point I realized I didn't recognize the houses and cafes we were passing. Aren't we far away? I got worried. No, we're right down the street, Olivia smiled. You poor thing, your memory lapses. I calmed down. Yes, it was probably my memory that was playing tricks on me again. Finally, we stopped. I got off the bike and looked around. There were only abandoned houses and deserted streets around. This isn't a park. I think I took a wrong turn. Olivia was puzzled. Let me ask someone for directions, because my phone is dead. The phone! I forgot all about it! My cell phone is on the bed in my room. I must hurry back in case my mother comes looking for me. Stay here and don't go anywhere, my friend told me and drove around the corner. And then I lost my memory again. I found myself in the middle of an unfamiliar street with no memory of how I got here. I was in such a panic. What am I gonna do now? Where are my parents and where is my home? Why didn't I have my phone with me and where had all the people gone? Crying, I sat down on the sidewalk. Hey, miss. I looked up and saw a man. He was looking out the window of his car, coming out of nowhere. Is something wrong? I'm lost. I don't know where I am or how to get home. Wow, do you remember your address? I'll give you a lift. The man seemed friendly enough. He got out of the car and headed towards me. But then my memory, which had failed me time and again, reminded me of maniacs and murderers who also looked nice and then lure their victims into a trap. Stay away from me! I screamed at the top of my lungs. Miss, I'm a policeman. The man went to his pocket for some reason. I thought for sure he was going to kill me. So I jumped up and ran down the street as far as I could see. But I didn't run for long. I tripped on the uneven pavement and fell down, hitting my head as hard as I could. I woke up again in the hospital. And again, my parents were leaning over me. Kira! My mother was crying now. Did you find me? That's good. I went with Olivia and I got lost and that man. You remember everything? Yes, after another stroke, my memory magically came back to me. And now I remember everything. The feud with Olivia and her threats and how she showed up at my house pretending to be my friend. Sometimes people cross the line to be the best they can be. Like Olivia, trying to get her parents' approval. She went completely off the rails. My classmate was just trying to teach me a lesson by doing that prank with the textbooks. But when I lost my memory, I realized I overreacted. It's one thing to have a bump, but it's another to lose consciousness and amnesia. Olivia was afraid of getting kicked out of school for that prank, or even go to jail. So she first made sure I remembered very little, and then decided to play it safe and take me away to another neighborhood, leaving me alone. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? I don't know what would have happened to me if it hadn't been for that policeman. Even on his day off, he couldn't get past a damsel in distress. Olivia didn't go to jail, but now she has to work with a psychologist all the time. And I'm back to being the best student ever. If you were me, would you forgive Olivia? Be sure to share your thoughts in the comments below this clip.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.